Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Many years, I started reproducing some of these styles that are very classic. And uh, also, some of the prints I use are custom prints that I've recreated from vintage textiles and recolored them for the modern woman. In the spring, I'm introducing soft uh, pastel colors. In the summer, I get very bright and bold. And in the winter, I subdue my colors. And I try to educate my customer to wear like a a jacket or a sweater or layer up their rayon dress. If you're one of the millions of Americans who are disabled and unable to work, I have an important message. You may be entitled to receive disability benefits through Social Security. You'll be matched up with an advocate who will evaluate your situation, handle your application, deal with Social Security for you, and handle all appeals and hearings. Best of all, there are no upfront fees, so you pay nothing until you receive your benefits. Call the Citizens Disability Helpline today for a free, no obligation consultation. News. So, um, we'll see if it can hold. Uh, I'm not sure, you know, all of this is looking like it's based on optimism on U.S.-China trade. I don't know why. Friday, everybody was pessimistic. And so this morning, I go back and I'm looking, okay, let me do some searches here and to find out what exactly happened in the news that turned something that hasn't changed since Friday from a pessimistic kind of viewpoint to an optimistic one. I, there isn't anything. I don't know. I don't know what that was. I have no idea. But apparently, uh, something uh, something has changed in the minds of traders. The eurozone feeling very positive about these talks, but we'll see. There is some things that we can hope for, obviously, that it gets resolved very quickly. But we've got some deadlines. Obviously, March 1st is the day that the tariffs go to 25%. We don't want to see that happen. So in the meantime, during these negotiations, and I know the president doesn't want to do it too soon, he doesn't want to lose a uh, um, negotiating position, but he's going to have to do it by the end of next week, not this week, he's going to have to announce that, hey, we're going to be, we're going to postpone that. Because the closer we get to March 1st, the more volatile markets are going to get if we don't get any kind of real news about what is happening in trade. So the president is going to have to do that at some point in time and, and just say, hey, look, we're going to wait another month or, or whatever it might be. So hopefully... Uh, that's that's what we'll see happening. The UK obviously positive right now. Uh, not the UK. I'm sorry. The eurozone uh, positive right now. Uh, we'll see if that can continue. We are worried about the global economy and what is going to happen. I think Brexit is very much in focus. That's another thing that could cause the markets to drop if we don't get U.S. trade. Obviously, that. That will as as well. So 
We've got a lot of just a, a, a various uncertainties. There's a lot of uncertainties in the Eurozone and around the financial sector. I was amazed to see the, uh, at the open, opening of the, Euro, uh, the European markets to see financials leading the way. I was shocked by that. Banks leading the way. It's like, holy mackerel, what, what, what's wrong with these people? But apparently... Um, they're blowing off uh, potential concerns and problems in the banking sector. I think that's wrong, but it is what it is. So uh, we'll wait and see, but hopefully, you know, and the other thing is this week, Friday is the deadline. President Trump came out and said, look, one way or another, these are his words, one way or another, there's going to be a wall. In other words, if it's in the deal or it's out of the deal or whatever. Now, the Democrats with a 72% approval rate on building the wall, according to the ABC poll after the State of the Union speech, do the Democrats really want President Trump by himself, not the party, but President Trump by himself to get all the credit for keeping our country safe? That's where they're headed. So one's got to believe they're going to come up with a deal. They're going to have to do it today or tomorrow. They've got to be scrambling to come up with a deal that is including a barrier to make them happy. So we got to think that a deal is coming. Uh, it's got to happen by the end of uh, this week. Uh, will they wait till the 11th hour? Of course they will. But it sounds like President Trump at this point is not going to shut the government down, but he's going to build a wall. So... We'll see. All right, we've got our ag report coming up. Uh, ags, uh, the ag commodities get a little bit more in focus than normal, as they should be. Craig Halgart, our ag reporter. Here's Craig right now. We'll be right back. This is Craig Halgard with your Financial Issues Ag Update. I want to start my comments this morning by wishing my wife a happy anniversary. We've now been married for 38 years, and I'm hoping that this public recognition of that fact will make up for me not getting her anything this year. For corn, Friday's USDA report was a mix of the expected. Corn production was reduced 206 million bushels due to a 2.5 bushel per acre cut to the national average yield, which uh, ended up at 176.4 bushels per acre and 100,000 uh, acre reduction in harvested acres. The reduced production was offset in part by lower demand. Feed and residual usage was reduced by 125 million bushels, while industrial use, including ethanol, was reduced by 40 million. The net result was a 2018-19 carryout number that was 46 million bushels lower than the December report. The projected carryout now stands at 1.735 billion bushels, which is down from last year's number of 2.14 billion. December stocks came in at 11.952 billion bushels, which was at the low end of the range of trade estimates and 614 million bushels less than last year. Global corn stocks were increased by a million metric ton to 309.8 million metric tons. Brazil's corn production is seen unchanged at 94.5 million metric tons, while Argentina's production increased by 3.5 million metric tons to stand at 46. Chinese imports are estimated to be unchanged from December at 5 million metric tons. Without more Chinese business, the U.S. could 
could see further cuts in export demand late in the marketing year. In the overnight trade, spot corn futures are trading a half cent lower. Well, after all of the hype, the soybean report ended up being fairly neutral. The USDA lowered the yield by half a bushel per acre and acres by 200,000, which resulted in 56 million bushel cut in production. A 25 million bushel drop in exports and a few other changes resulted in the net carryout reduction of 45 million bushels, which put stocks at 910 million bushels. China's crush demand was lowered by another 3.5 million metric ton, and their imports were reduced by 2 million metric tons. This will help ease the stress of a 5 million metric ton cut to the Brazilian crop, which now stands at 117 million metric tons. The projected production for Argentina came in at a 55 million metric tons. December 1st stocks came in at a record 3.74 billion bushels, with over 1.9 billion bushels of that being held on the farm still. In the overnight trade, spot soybean futures are trading down a penny. The long-awaited USDA report uh, was released for wheat, and the big picture didn't create much action in the wheat market. Uh, all winter wheat acres in the U.S. continue to drop, down 3.8% from last year. Wet weather and a delayed fall harvest all contributed to that decline. The confirmed decline of acres in Kansas is expected mainly to be in central Kansas. A loss of a half a million Kansas acres, figured at 41 bushels per acre, implies 20.5 million bushels less of wheat around the delivery system. And that should make the hard red winter wheat deliverable houses more nervous about replaceability and therefore a tighter holder of old crop stocks. It was exciting to see evidence that we were getting more competitive in the export market. Egypt bought 300,000 metric tons of wheat with the U.S., France, and Ukraine sharing the business as Russia got shut out of that trade. In the overnight trade, Chicago, Kansas City, and Minneapolis are all trading three cents lower as I record this. Cotton was on the defensive again Friday with March futures closing down 26 points at 72.55. The report only bought slight changes with the reduction from 4.4 million in December to 4.3 million in Friday's report. And that leaves the stocks to use ratio at a real healthy 23.6%. In the overnight trade, spot cotton futures are trading five points lower. Livestock futures had a mixed session as cattle were higher and hogs were lower to end the week. April live cattle futures finished the day a buck ten higher, while the March feeder cattle finished the session 85 cents higher. Lean hogs had another rough session with April lead hog futures down on a buck 17 and a half for the day. Speaking of hogs, we're now hearing that the African swine fever has moved into herds in Japan, and China is no closer to getting the disease under control. Class 3 milk futures had another positive performance, with March futures up three points to close at 14.59. In the cash markets, choice beef boxes were down a dollar and 36 cents at 2.15.35, while selects were 36 cents lower as they settle at 2.11.17. Mark, that's financialissues.org. Care burdens. And there's such a peace and joy knowing that God is answering our prayers, bringing healing and providing for our needs. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. Ch -ch 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 -chumba. 
That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The opening statement in the Constitution of the United States says this, that we, the people of the United States, in order to form a more perfect union, establish justice, ensure domestic tranquility, provide for the common defense, promote the general welfare, and secure the blessings of liberty. I don't know what part of that we don't get anymore. That was written by men who cared about this country deeply. Financial Issues with Dan Celia. Good morning. Welcome back to Financial Issues. I'm Dan Celia. Uh, I hope Craig is, or Halgard, our ag reporter, is still listening because this is uh, very, very important, Craig. You need to call me if that whole mentioning your anniversary on the air, if that worked, if that was good enough. Would you let me know that, please? I need to know that. So um, just let me know. Man, if it's that easy, I can do that. So um, let, let me know. I don't think it's going to work. All right. Anyway, 844-707-5533, 844-707-5533. Uh, we're going to go to phones. Uh, if you want to cue your call up, now would be a good time to do it. Our lines are open, 844-707-5533. Let me go to Jeff. Jeff's calling us from Florida. Hey, Jeff. Jeff? All right, Jeff's not there. Okay. Uh, anyway, uh, our lines are open, 844-707-5533, and you can cue your call. Uh, right now, as we look at the markets, uh, everything is positive, but barely, barely positive. Looks like things are about ready to change, but that's what we have right, right now anyway. We were... Uh, we weren't expecting and didn't get any economic data. Sometimes we get some 10 o'clock uh, rush of economic data. Uh, we, we weren't expecting any today, so that was not the case at all. I think that reality is setting in from what I said a little bit earlier on the program. How do we get to um, a place where on Friday there was concern about what was going on in the Eurozone and in China trade talks uh, to no concern today to the point where markets were going up. There, is, there was no rhyme or reason. There wasn't any news that came out that would have uh, expressed anything differently. So kind of odd that we see this market um, reacting with a sense of optimism in, in what is happening in China. I mean, it just, where nothing is really happening. So on, remember, on Thursday, we had Larry Kudlow say, he's the chief economic uh, advisor to the president, saying we are miles and miles apart. His words exactly. We're miles and miles apart. So... Uh, of course, there was some negative reaction to that. Let me go to uh, Carson. Carson calling us from uh, Louisiana. Hey, Carson. Hey, 
Hey, Dan, this is uh, this is Carlton, and I appreciate oh, you taking my call. No, not a problem. Okay. Uh, just, a, just a quick question. Um, I say quick question. My, I'm about uh, three or four years from retirement, and I am concerned, um, really con- kind of concerned from the call that we had Friday that uh, there may be something coming, coming, maybe a downturn in the market, and uh, I, I don't need another 2008 and because right. uh, it, it hurt pretty bad, it took a while to get that back. But uh, I'm I'm in a 401k, have been for 30 some odd years with a company that I work for, a fairly large corporation. So I have quite a bit of money in there. But I just want to get your take on what would be a good. And I'm very conservative. I'm a conservative investor. I'm okay with uh, you know not making a whole lot of money, but I don't want to get hit hard. I'm 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 kind of on that uh, yeah. investment style. Yeah. So. You know, we have large cap, mid cap. We have small cap we can put money into, stable funds, you know, all of them. Uh, pre-mixed funds where it says, hey, you're going to retire in the year 2025, so it puts it in a pre-mixed type fund. So I, I just want to get your advice on someone in my position looking to retire maybe three or four years, what would be uh, conservative where whatever's coming, and if it we do have a downturn where I'm not going to, you know, get hit too hard, I yeah. guess is what I'm trying to find out. Yeah, so Carlton, here's the thing. I mean, I say this often uh, under all conditions and all circumstances. I, I say this a lot to a lot of people every week. And I, I say, look, there comes a point in time where you have got to get preservation-minded. So, and I've said, if you're three, four f- years away from retirement, you need to start thinking about preserving what you've worked hard for and not so much accumulation of more. Because as you continue to accumulate more and more, you've got to take some risk, and that could hurt dramatically. So I would suggest that you take what I always say, a preservation of principle mindset because it is that principle that you are preserving that is going to help supplement your income in your retirement years. And, and you don't want to take a hit on that because you don't have enough accumulating years to make it back up again. So I, I would be, now I don't know what their funds are like. I don't know, stable value tends to mean kind of preservation. I don't know if it has a guaranteed interest attached to it or some sort of um, a guarantee against loss of principal, but your funds need to be in a place that you can preserve them. And I don't mean, you know, ideally it wouldn't be something that would just be low risk. So, well, you know, it's in bonds and it's pretty safe and you're not going to, that's not what I'm talking about. I mean something that is, you know, like a CD in the sense that you're not going to lose any principal, period, no matter what happens. The the stable fund or money market basically is what it is. It it makes somewhere between 2 and 3% a year and and doesn't lose money. It's basically what you just said. So I was wondering, do I just put everything in there and just, you know, that, and for the next three or four years, just assume, hey, I'll make two or three percent, and uh, be happy with that. Would that so? Be, or would that? I would have enough money in that now 
that if you looked at your overall portfolio and you said, when I retire two, three, four years from now, when I retire, I am going to have X amount of dollars that is going to generate so much income. And if you think you need 5% income on half of the money that you have to supplement your income, then I would have half 50% of your money now in that stable value. If you say, if I could get 5% on 25% of that money, that would probably be enough to supplement my income, then I would make sure that 25% of it is in that stable value fund now. The rest of it, even though, yes, you'll probably need more as time goes on, but the rest of it would look then like long-term money. It would look like 8 to 10-year money, and I wouldn't have a problem with you having you know, a, a, a little bit more risk attached to that pot of money. So do you follow that math a little bit when I was, what I was saying? I do. Okay. I do. I'll have to. I, I'm writing some things down, but uh, yeah. I do. I see what you're saying. So that's, yeah. ha that's how I'd like you to approach it. So whatever you need to earn that 5% or to supplement your income when you retire, I would want all of that right now today in that stable value fund. Okay. Makes sense. Makes sense. All right. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. And thank All you for everything you do. You're welcome, Carl. Thank you. Great, great question. Good, good stuff. Um. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Folks, it's so important that we remember that we will all get to a point where accumulation and growing has to take a back seat to what we've been doing all these years. You have to remember that once, you know, when you get two, three, four years away from stopping your, your accumulating, in other words, no more salary coming in, then you've got to start thinking about preservation. And that's more important. That should, that's more important than anything. I don't care what I say. I don't care what other people are saying the market is going to do on the upside. It's irrelevant. You always have to take the worst case scenario in your mind. And in this case, for Carlton, that worst case scenario would be another 2008 kind of situation where you drop back significantly and now I don't have eight more years of working or I don't want to have eight more years of working to, to uh, continue to contribute to get things back to where they were. And that's, that's what you want to look for. It's great. It's a great question. It's very, very important uh, that we think about that. Let me go to Jeff in Florida. Jeff, you there? Yeah. Hey, Dan, what, is the, what, do you, what do you think about repurchasing the shares that I had that I sold on Thursday that was the uh, to the uh, 
email that you had, the alert you had. I, I didn't realize it was like five days from getting the uh, the dividend. Is that uh, something that's viable for me to repurchase that uh, stuff back today? The ex-dividend date's tomorrow, and then sell it after that gets terminated? Uh, it's, a, it's an okay thing to do, but you better, when you do it, ask your broker uh, if that is going to happen or not. Because your money going in will probably... Be, though it'll show up in your account right away, is it going to fall within the three-day settlement? And if it falls yeah, within the three-day settlement, you're going to miss it. So you need to check with your broker on that to make sure that it doesn't. All right. I just got so excited that I was able to finally do something to fight back. But I, I didn't really I, – I was down like $700 in either the G or the H. I don't know which one it was. And, and uh, I, I saw it. So what? I don't care. And uh, I didn't uh, – then, then Friday you had a caller asking the same question about do I wait. And, uh, right, right. Uh, whatever, whatever, you know. Yeah, yeah. I, I have to – I would – I have a confession, Dan. Sure. In, 1960, in 1965, on the Halloween, I wore a Yogi Bear outfit. Uh -huh. Do you think that's going to be a problem? Uh, boy, it could be. Who was Boo Boo? Uh -huh. Did you have a Boo Boo with you? Well, I have a Boo Boo dog right now, but at the time, I didn't have no Boo Boo. So. <laughs> okay, that could yeah, be a problem. I wouldn't run for office if I were you. I would stay yeah, away from it. I lost our whole thing in Virginia, didn't it? Oh, my gosh. It's unbelievable. Yeah. Yeah. All right. All right. Thanks a lot. Thank you, brother. I appreciate it. In hogs.com. Go to financialissues.org today. Grow your money God's way. Welcome back. Financial Issues, 844-707-5533, 844-707-5533 if you want to queue your call up. Dow just turned negative. Now we're getting back to Friday. I guess I probably should have, shouldn't have been talking about it, but now we're getting back to Friday's uh, routine. The NASDAQ and the S&P still up slightly, but the S&P looks like it's about ready to turn negative as well. So things aren't quite um, – and, and it's funny because uh, declines on – uh, a couple stocks uh, that they're talking about, but um, then there's another thing here that says, thanks to the Brexit, the UK economy is at the weakest since the global financial crisis. It's got nothing to do with Brexit. It's got everything to do with Parliament. They have the same problem we have with lack of leadership and Parliament so indecisive. They don't want to listen to the people. They don't think the people know best. And they also have no confidence in the people. So if you tell the people long enough that they're not capable of uh, pulling themselves up and being standing on their own as an economy, they start believing it. And that's what all of Parliament has done. So, you know, you got the same, you got the same situation there as we have here and the global financial crisis has everything to do with the UK and every other economy being extremely weak and I would submit that the UK is probably a little bit stronger than the largest economies France Germany and Italy anyway but they want to blame it on Brexit because the globalists despise this notion 
of Brexit. It smacks too much of free markets and free market economies. All right, let me go to uh, calls. Let me go to Michelle. Michelle's calling us from Mississippi. Hey, Michelle. Hey, how are you today? Good. My husband and I own a business, a small business that's a used car lot, et cetera, and so forth. Uh -huh. And we have a $100,000 floor plan that is due in May. We have the option to take monthly payments, which will take us forever to pay off, mm -hmm. and we're 60 and 65. Or we can take some cash value out of a life insurance policy and some savings and pay it off immediately. Which one do you suggest? So if you have, if you take that um, savings, mm -hmm. what roughly percentage of your savings is it? It's going to be about 75%. And do you guys have any other retirement money set aside? Yes. Okay. And is that pretty, I mean, you feel pretty good about that? Yes. Yeah, I would do it. I would pay it off. I wouldn't do, I, I wouldn't even hesitate. Okay. Yeah, Thank I mean, you, you know, especially now at your age, get out from under that bugger. I would do it. Okay. Yeah. I appreciate it. All right. Thank you, Michelle. Thank you. Glad you called. Uh -huh. Thank you. Bye-bye. Uh, let me go to Brian. Brian calling us from Illinois. Hey, Brian. Hey, uh, Dan. Hey, I'm a long-term uh, partner with you. been with you for almost ever, seems like. But Tuesday. 2008, they had uh, bought the stocks that you said to buy during that time and uh, held on, closed my eyes, kind of like going through a roller coaster. <laughs> they came up, came up so much that I couldn't stand to, to uh, hang on to them anymore and got rid of them and just find myself wishing I just bought more. Uh, wow. According, according to your suggestions. But my question today is on APU. I still have that left over from before. Uh huh. Uh, before I was a partner with you, I just asked higher gas partners. Is uh, what's going on there, and should I be thinking about dumping that or what? Well, I, I, you know, yeah, I probably would. So, I mean, I think they're. Are they positive for the year? I think they are. Right, they're up. They had a good January, right? Um, it's been trending down, right? It's, it's Has it? Let me, let me look here. I'm, I'm trying to find yeah. it. I can't get it. Oh, here it is. Yeah, it's up 18% since January 1st. Well, for me, it's been down from what it was. Yeah, right. Well, yeah, 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 yeah. But it's, um, it's up 18% on the year. So uh, that's a good call. But, I, I mean, I don't think, you know, I don't know that it can continue. Um, just that the, I, I really like the company. I it's really long-term, uh, you know, income producer. Now. Yeah, it it is, <laughs> and and the, we still have a lot of cold weather uh, to go this year, which is going to be good for them. And um, it's a really, it's just a really solid, uh, really solid company. Uh, you know, it gets listed as a gas. Either I don't know how they list it as a gas producer or gas utility or something along those lines, but. I don't know. I, I would probably, I would keep it. I mean, I, I don't know that I would sell it. I mean, if you want, if you're up significantly or, you're, or, you, or if you're not even, I mean, uh, unless you're up way, way, way up, I don't know if you can justify getting rid of it. It's paying a very good dividend. It's like 12%. Yield right yeah, now. Yeah, I'd, I'd rather uh, hang on to it. Yeah, you. yeah. Hey, if I can finish a plug for you. Sure. Hey, uh, 
you know, I used to, like I said, do stocks and bonds, mutual funds on my own. I used to have a, a subscription to the uh, Money Magazine. I used to uh, get the uh, uh, the newspapers on it and all. And the you know the, the newspaper alone was three hundred dollars a year. The Money Magazine, you know, twenty thirty dollars a year, and it was always old news. You know, it's nothing like an old newspaper to get old news to make your suggestion for buys and sales. Right. But then when I turned it all over to you, and not have to worry it at night, don't have to uh, no sleepless nights, mm-hmm. and and then uh, able to retire, um, buy a, a gift annuity with AFR, and uh, able to do uh, uh, disaster relief work and campers on missions work, and not have to worry even if I can't listen to you for a week. Mm-hmm. I come back and the world hadn't gone to to, uh, to, to you know down south on me. I'm, I'm still sitting in a good ground, mm-hmm. even if I've missed a sale. I'm still on good ground, and, and I still don't have to worry about that, and yeah. it's so much better. And it's and $85 for a year? That's just, like, almost free. It, yeah, it's crazy. I know, and I have people that complain about it, but I, you know, I, I think uh, that's really an encouragement to me, Brian. You know, you and you've been a blessing to us, too, and I know you did a town... With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Help us have a town hall meeting out your way, and uh, that was just a, a great time. But uh, I want to get a, another ca- uh, town hall meeting, but the, the trouble is, you kind of blew our doors open. We had I know. people were circling the church <laughs> like, like bees on a hive that they couldn't land. Uh, yeah. and, and that's, uh, I'd like to try to. Um, We'd like to get you in the schools if we can, because too many people came. I, I know, yeah. But we just didn't have no room to sit. People were sitting outside and and uh, well, watching on clubs, something you know to try to get to it. You know, had I know. To bring t- chairs up the the center <laughs> aisles and all. I know it was crazy. All I could think about, boy, if the fire marshal walks in, he's not going to be a real happy camper. But we, you know, it was amazing because, you know, you're in a somewhat of a, you're in a farm community, rural rural uh, area. And um, we were amazed at all the people that came out. It was such a blessing, though. It was such a blessing to us. I felt bad for people in the overflow room and other areas that, that couldn't be there. But uh, right, right in the room with us. But boy, it was a, it was a great turnout. So, you, you figure out something. If you get another place, we'd, we'd love to come back out again. It was great being there. We get a, get a big tent and put you out. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, we'll come for three days. We'll do a, we'll do a three-day service or something. No, I, it was, it was, uh, it was great, uh, Brian, and, and I appreciate you and thank you for that encouragement. And I, and I bet you have encouraged some people listening. Uh, to partner, and uh, it, it really is good to hear that. It's it's encouraging to me. So I thank you so much. Oh yeah, much. My, my my sister's following along. And oh wow. My sons, I got one son that's down in Florida, right, right. Another one that's up here north, and and, and they started investing. And uh, that's great. That's great. And it's just it's it's good. Uh, it's great that they know that you can invest. Well. And God's going to smile on your investments. Yeah. 
It is, it is so true. It is so true. And, and God has blessed you in a, in a, in a big way. And that's, that's a wonderful thing. And I'm glad your family's all involved in it. Thank you, Brian. You're, yeah, you're okay. a blessing. I'm sure glad you Good. called. Thank you, Dan. All right. Good God bless. You. Thank you. Uh, uh. 844-707-5533. It was a great town hall meeting, man. We had so much fun. Such great people. Great, great people. Heart. Heart of, uh, you hear Illinois and you think, it's like, this is southern Illinois. This is where all the good, all the good people are. Yeah, it was, it was great. We had a great time. Let me go to David in Florida. Hey, David. Hey, good morning, Dan. How are you? I'm good, thanks. Um, I have a couple of questions. Um, I'm, a, I'm a new member. Um, I've, uh, <clears throat> I did a um, Timothy plan using your allocation model, and um, I don't know what I'm doing wrong here, but at the bottom uh, where it says milestone treasury obligations, um, how do you input that into your your allocation model? Because when I do that, it it makes my uh, my cost basis total and market value go crazy. So how do you even enter that? What 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 is it? What uh, you know? I mean, I know what tre uh, government treasuries are. Are they individual bonds that you have? What do you have? Um, I don't even. I don't even know what it is. I mean, is it is it a mutual fund? It's not a Timothy fund. Yeah, it's a mutual fund. Yes. A Timothy fund? Um. Well, it, it's. Is it off my list? Uh, no, no. Okay. It's, a, right. it's a Timothy plan fund. Okay, I, I don't... It's called a milestone treasury obligation. Man, I don't know of a... I don't, I don't know what that is. Oh, it's the money market account. Maybe that's what they call their money market account. Is it just a cash account? I think so, yeah. Yeah, I, okay, I know what it is. Now. I got it. David, I'm up against a break. I'm going to put you on hold. I'll be right back to you. Okay. It's a short, bre it's a short break. Thank you the lost why not bank with a trusted partner that shares your values and beliefs christian community credit union your money building god's kingdom the opinions and recommendations expressed by dan are his own and do not necessarily represent the opinions of this station or any of the show's sponsors Welcome back, Financial Issues, 844-707-5533. And I'm going to go back. I was, was talking to uh, David. Okay, so, David, I think I figured out what you've got there. Now, it's I guess, I guess what, my, what my question is, is, like, when I um, – it's a, it's a dollar per share. Yes, I got um, it. But, and, but when I put it in – when I input it in the allocation model, um, it, like, you know, it gives me – uh, you know, it, yeah. it just uh, it really kicks up the cost basis total and the market value. It makes it go crazy. Like, yeah. um, it gives me a gain of, I don't know, 80% or something craziness. You know, yeah. and I don't know what I'm doing wrong. Yeah, so here's how you enter that. So where the symbol is. Right. Use FD, F, Fire, David, U as an umbrella, U, FDU, XX as a symbol. Okay. Your cost basis for that is $1. 
and right. your amount of shares is going to be however much cash you have in it. Okay. And that'll work. Oh, okay. All right. I see that now. Okay. Yeah. So that'll, that'll, uh, that's how you're going to list that on the tracker. So you know how much you have in cash. If you move some okay. of that cash, if, when you move some of that into another position, then right. you can just deduct it from that cost bit, you know, from that amount of shares you have. Okay. Um, another thing here, uh, I've got two, uh, two plans with Timothy. One is a mutual funds plan, and one is just a, um, um, an account, uh, a savings account. So when I put this in your allocation model, um, I would just add the the other. Um, how am I saying the savings? Uh, the savings portion goes in that FDUXX. That's what you're going to put in the savings. Okay. So, so your savings is a dollar share. Dollar. That's right. the only way you can list it. Okay. So okay, you're going to list it there. And then, of course, the mutual funds, you can list by their symbol, like you, right. like you should. But, but any savings is going to be that FDUXX. That actually, that FDUXX is a fidelity money market account. It, I know your money's not in there, but that's okay. You're just using it so you can list it on your tracker. Okay. Um, all right. As far as uh, Crohn's, uh, Kronos Corporation, which is um, uh, deals with medical marijuana, uh -huh. um, what is your feelings on trying to be biblical responsible but dealing with medical marijuana? Because I'm getting uh, a number of different opinions on that, and I don't want to do anything that's going to uh, – my feeling is if is if you're not biblically responsible across the board, then, you know, uh, you're, yeah. you're, it's going to suffer. You know? So I don't, I don't believe in any of the marijuana stocks. I won't have them on my list. Um, okay. I know people say, oh, yeah, but it's for medical purposes. Does that mean you wouldn't have a drug? I'm just saying I am not going to list any of that on my list. I don't believe that... Um, it is, you know, uh, biblically responsible, but more importantly uh, for me, it's just not something that I am going to have. I'm not going to take a firm, hard stance on whether medical anything is biblically responsible or not. But at the right. same, but I'm just going from uh, my personal perspective. I've told people that want to invest in marijuana. I say, look, if you really want to invest in it, then you'll invest in real estate investment trusts that are dealing in treatment centers, because the treatment centers in these legalized states are going to be through the roof in five years with not enough. Uh, rooms and beds. So that's where I'd invest if you want to invest in, in, in that uh, industry. So I would stay away from it. I, I'm not going to say in, you know, chapter and verse where it is in the Bible, but I'm 
It's just my uh, personal thing. You got all different kinds of perspectives. Just like I, I mean, I have perspectives on people arguing with me about abortion and pornography and gambling and all those other things too. And this is not going to be, this is thrown right in there with all those arguments. It is a very different situation, I know, but um, it's more of a personal perspective for me. This is my very last question. Um, I'm sorry for taking so much time. I'm, I'm brand new. I just became a, a you know a lifetime member. Or, or uh-huh. uh, so this is my last question. Um, I'm very late in the game. Um, I'm I'm 52 years old and uh, been single for a number of years. So I've never had a uh, really a need to to get any uh, type of insurance or whatnot. But my question is that at 52. I only have about $19,000 in a Roth IRA Mm -hmm. and these mutual funds going right now. Mm -hmm. Uh, And I'm max and I've got it maxed out. I'm maxing it out until 70 years old. Okay. Um, What else can I do to accumulate some income or what, what else would you do if you were me, if you were so late getting in the game? Yeah. If, if you have still have, after you max out that Roth IRA, discretionary income that you could save, then you need to have an investment account, not an IRA. You know, you, you can't, you're already maxing your IRA out. So right. over and above that, I would have an investment account that I would get as much money into it as you possibly can. And, and I, would, I would just do both simultaneously. And I think that'll serve you really well. I know it's late in the game, but look, if you're working till you're 70 and you're still going to accumulate, you'll be okay. You'll be okay. You'll be able to, you know, you'll be able to uh, do this. Yeah. But you... fortunately, fortunately for me, I own a construction company, and I have uh, I, I have a um, uh, um, I'm able to you know get a large sum, large sums of money quickly. Right. So you know, so that's good for me. Yeah, that is good. Yeah, and and that's what I, I mean. You the other thing you could do is you could open a SEP IRA account which would allow you to write a check out of your company to the SEP IRA, and you could probably put $30,000 a year in that. And that would be, but you can't do it as a Roth. It would be a SEP, and, um, okay. and which would be a traditional IRA. But that's something you could do because you're self-employed. All right. But you don't think I'm too late if I'm able nah. to max. No, the, this Roth IRA. No, not you. Max the Roth out, and you do some investing in another account, uh, savings investing in other accounts. You'll be fine. Right. Yeah, okay. you'll be fine. Thanks a lot, Dan. I appreciate it. All right, David. Thank you. God bless. Eight four four seven zero seven fifty five thirty three. If you want to queue your call up, we got another hour. We'll see if we can get Todd in here real quick before the end of, before this break. Hey, hey, Todd. Hey Dan, I got a quick question. Okay, just wanted to give you a uh, give you a plug first as well. Um, I have been a member partner for about four years, and I just love it. It's the best thing I've done. Mm. My membership is due this month, and I'm planning on upgrading to the hundred to the to the next level. Right. And I would pay two fifty or three hundred dollars yeah. for what it gets. So for those that try to avoid it, I don't understand why you would. But, I, thank you, thank you, Tom. Um, Thank you so much. So keep keep on the good fight. I will. We love you and, and you. your ministry and all your all the people that work for you. Thank you, brother. Um, with that said, I hope you understand. I'm not asking my question in an adversarial way, but sure. I've just always kind of been curious with um, the government, especially the federal government, you know, giving funds to Planned Parenthood, and now with states 
moving with dumber and dumber abortion laws, how are uh, federal and state bonds and treasuries considered biblically responsible? Yeah. And if they continue this way, do you see a time where you may have to make the call that they're not? Yeah, that's the million-dollar question. Boy, I'll tell you, I get it all the time. Um, I know, I know the, the, you know, the, the premise of your question, and I agree with you 100%. I'm struggling with it. I'm, I'm, I'll tell you the truth, Todd. I'm really struggling with it. I, you know, so government bonds, I won't speak for states for a minute, but government bonds are funding the debt of the government. They don't, they, they have little to do with the, you could argue, and I've argued this, they have little to do with the appropriations that the government makes with their money. The, but then you, the, the other side of that argument is, yes, the government has money because of our, our tax dollars and sometimes because of the debt that they float. But when you buy a bond, you're buying debt. You're not buying, you're, you're buying debt because they need to monetize that debt so they can pay the interest on all the, all the, you know, the $20 trillion that they have in debt. So I, I, it would be, you know, you could make an argument that it is debt, it's not appropriations, and yes, there are certain aspects of, you know, the, the government budget is where we'd have to fight that, and the government budget is being paid by our tax dollars, theoretically. It's being paid by our tax dollars. So we're paying our tax dollars are going to fund Planned Parenthood. Our bond money is going to pay debt, pay interest on the debt that we owe. So, you know, one is a debt issue, one is, you know, a tax issue or appropriations. It's really, but it's really hard. And as we go further down the road, it's getting more and more cumbersome uh, to, for me, to be able to draw a clear line. And uh, it's something I'm struggling with, to be honest with you, Todd, to be perfectly honest. I'm glad you asked the question, though, and I don't, I don't mind. I'm up against... Uh, Yep. The end of this hour. We'll pray for you, Dan. Thank you, we'll brother. Pray for you. We Please love you, do. Brother. Please do. I appreciate it. Folks, if you've got to leave us, yes. I 